Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Casual History. Today, we're going to be talking about Sir Isaac Newton and his dark history with the Bible. What's up, everybody? How's it going, Jake? Yeah, we're back. And uh, this next podcast is going to be about Sir Isaac Newton. And there's a lot of things you probably don't know about him. There's a ton of stuff I don't know about him. Yes. I, I, I When you say his name. Yes. What comes to uh, mind? <laughs> Not Nothing? Much. Nothing comes to mind? <laughs> the school failed gravity? me. Gravity? School Nothing? failed me in this. I mean, yeah, gravity. Master physicist? Yeah. Nothing? But all, other than that, nah. He literally, literally, scientists like think that he's one of the two. Obviously, him and Einstein are the greatest literal scientists to basically ever live. So that's kind of funny that you. I, I, I think I think I meant more along the lines of you say his name. Sure. Yeah. Like okay, Isaac Newton. Got mm. it. But does anything else come Register? to mind? Yeah, I don't know anything about his personal life or any of his beliefs or sure. anything. But what do you know? What what do you know about Sir Isaac Newton? What you just right said, off the bat? like those main points. Yeah, I know the main points. Other than that, eh. okay. So, well, if you is, got something for me, this go for is it. definitely going to deep dive into more of his personal life and more of a hidden life that he didn't really speak about. Hmm. I think, uh, and it really drew me in as soon as I started reading about it. Hmm. But apparently, in like 1936. Uh, in London, there was a box of like mysterious papers that had not been seen for centuries show up in the auction house, right? Classic, man. Just out of nowhere. It's haunted. I mean, there immediately there's going to be a ghost. <laughs> if you open it up, there's going to be a <laughs> the ghost. ghost of Sir Isaac Newton pops out of the box. Yeah, that's what I, I think <laughs> um, you're going to say. No, 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 no. That'd be way cooler. Yeah. But these papers supposedly show uh, Sir Isaac Newton cracking a code of the bible of when the world's gonna end what <laughs> yes so so basically the famous mathematician and scientist yeah, right believed that he decoded it with math the literal bible and found out the actual date and time that the world is actually going to end now you're not I gonna know, give me the date right off the bat i know i'm it, not so gonna because <laughs> <laughs> why would i do that yeah, but imagine imagine being in that auction house, and okay. all of a sudden those papers show up that no one knows existed. No one knows that Newton worked on this stuff uh, in the dark. Yeah, exactly. But when you like w- w- what I just said, when you say Sir Isaac Newton, I don't think of anything other than his main accomplishments that everyone right. kind of generally knows about. Well, apparently, uh, due to other people and doing some further research, yeah. They kind of deep dive into he was very into uh, alchemy. Okay. <laughs> he believed in alchemy. Okay. And he was obsessed with the Bible. Interesting. He literally thought that it was the verbatim word of God mm-hmm. and that it was all a uh, basically a straight up history mm-hmm. of the world so that you could track it like time wise to the end. So whenever they started talking about, you know, at the very end about the apocalypse and mm-hmm. The world ending. Right. He believed that's an actual timeline. He just had to figure out what the dates were to line up to it. Gotcha. So, yeah, apparently this was a very dark side of Newton. And I'm just, I really don't want to start off with um, a couple quick facts about Newton 
Yeah, please. Uh, just so that way you can get a little bit of a refresher. Yeah, um, I need it. Okay, so one of the big misconceptions about Newton was the Apple story. You know, we've all heard the story in school about uh, he discovered gravity by an apple falling on his head. Mm-hmm. And he was like, oh, how did this happen? Right? And then he discovered gravity, apparently. That yeah, simple. brain blast. Uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Now, a lot of people uh, contest this and say that he saw an apple fall off a tree through a window. And then some scientists even believe that didn't even happen at all. So, Well, I mean, who's retelling that story I think is pretty funny. Mm-hmm. So, like if, like, if I'm Sir Isaac Newton, I do I do I say, hey, this is how I discovered it? I saw an apple or an apple fell on my head? I don't know. I don't know if there's a And direct- that story gets told on and on and on and on until now. I just think it becomes like it became legend. Like right. it became a simple way of showing right. that like... Yeah, this is how he I was just discovered a genius. It. Yeah, right. So that was one that I was kind of shocked by. Like, I mean, not super shocked, right? That that might be fake because it seems so simple mm-hmm. to just figure out, you know, gravity that way. Uh, another fact was he was born on Christmas Day, which will be relevant later on in the story. He's which born is interesting. on Christmas Day. Wow. Yes. So he's born literally on Christmas Day. Apparently, the calendar's a little shifted from where they were on. Mm-hmm. Uh, according to his calendar, he was born on like December 8th, but for us, it's literally Christmas Day. Gotcha. Um, He's the chosen one. Yes, and he also believed that the Philosopher's Stone existed and could be the elixir of life and turn stuff into gold. So, he, <laughs> yes. <laughs> this man had... This man... <laughs> uh, he had a bit of voodoo in him. He did. He had for a, as he much had a of dark, his... obsessive side with with things that he could not understand. And he yeah. just he just believed he could figure it out with math. He he believed he could get it, but he still he had the voodoo in him. Yeah, he he was a man of science, but uh-huh. also yeah, right. interesting. And so apparently he did all this research, uh, obviously in secret. A lot of people believe because uh, at the time he would basically be killed for his views. Right. I mean, yeah. I mean, you're not gonna say, yo, I yeah. believe in elixirs. I'm but, assuming when the Catholic Church is running this shit. Well, yeah. And yeah. Specifically the Bible stuff. Like, right. you bring that up, you're in trouble. Mm-hmm. Like, people were, like, hanged and killed for that. Right. Uh, for not believing it. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Uh, so that was a lot of the reasoning why they he believed kept it to himself. these papers were in hiding. And there's a lot of belief that he wanted to keep this because it was not meant for his generation. He knew that the time where he predicted that the apocalypse was going to happen was not for his generation. Not if you when he tell me it's alive. 2020, I'm going to I'm going to hurt myself. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess we'll find out later. On. I guess so. I'm not going to tell you straight away. But um yeah, apparently he was specifically obsessed with the book of Daniel and Revelations. Daniel? Yes, he believed those held David, you mean? Book of David? Daniel or? and Revelations. Daniel. Yes. See, I obviously don't know. The and Bible um enough. Apparently, he believed that there were specific like dates and hints in both of those major stories hmm. uh, that led him to believe to his conclusion at the end. Um, yeah. Basically, I already told you that everybody, scientists unanimously believed that he was like one of the brightest, you know, scientists to ever live. Right. Right next to Einstein. Um, 
basically everything we do derives from what Newton did in terms on Earth, in mm-hmm. terms of light and motion of bodies, everything. Yeah, but uh, Einstein kind of bodied him with his own <laughs> stuff. But yeah, I get what Einstein you're saying. Einstein kind of bodied him? Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, if you're going to compare the two, we don't have to get into this debate, but I mean... But are you telling me... Okay, well... Well, debatable, that'll be, right? That'll be another. That could be something else. We can get into <laughs> Einstein and that later. So, sorry, continue what you were saying. Okay, so <laughs> I was going to keep going. All right, so the three dates stood out to him in those two stories. Okay. Dates tied to key events that he believed would trigger Armageddon. Uh, according to biblical prophecy, these three events occur in the Holy Land, culminating in the Antichrist returning to a historic temple ushering in the final days. Right. Now, if that doesn't sound like a movie... Well, it's the Bible, so... <laughs> it, it is the Bible, <laughs> yes. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so Newton believed that in the book of Revelation, uh, it was more or less a continuous history from the time of Christ until his second coming. Hmm. So roughly 2,000 years of history. His study was centered around Solomon's temple. That's, that's where a lot of his predictions circle around because he believed that was the final sign. Huh. Uh, so the original temple was built in Jerusalem, mm-hmm. uh, 1000 BC, and was destroyed by the Babylonian invasion 400 years later. Okay. And then a second temple was rebuilt on the ruins of the first, like 70 years after, according to the New Testament, and was visited by Jesus. So that's the time you read about in the Bible. Heavy. Okay. Yeah, right? Okay, so, and uh, it too was destroyed but this time by the Romans in 70 AD. Those Romans were bastards, man. <laughs> they, the, they yeah. fucked up. Sorry, sorry for my language, but they screwed up so much, so much stuff. Dude, they did. They, uh, I can't. But I, you could say that about a lot of but they were people especially, that tried to rule the world. Their, their leaders, I mean, yeah, I guess everyone had some yeah, horrible people, but. What, what you find out is people that try to rule the world, it never ends well. I mean, yeah. It never just, ends well. <laughs> it's a goal that to try to control that many Yeah, it's just not a good idea. It's not. It's Every not. time. Falls apart. Yeah. Terrible for you guys. <laughs> but uh, anyways, uh, so it was destroyed the second time in 70 AD. And this marked the time when the Jewish people were driven by the Romans out of Israel and into exile. Mm-hmm. So Newton believed that it was going to be rebuilt near the end of time. Okay. Uh, he believed that if he understood the structure of the temple, that you could better make a sense of the interpretation. Uh, okay. Basically, that if you found the blueprints of it through the Bible and clues, that somehow you could better understand when the end times was coming. And he's basically pointing to the pyramids, right? <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't pointing to the pyramids. It's basically, the Temple like, of Solomon yeah. is the key. Okay. Is definitely the key. Um but yeah, he believed it was going to be built one last time. He believed a perfect and holy structure That's that would the pyramids, literally man, bring <laughs> the Antichrist okay. back. And that's when God and the Antichrist would have a war on earth right. for everybody. And that yep. would bring the apocalypse. Sounds, sounds like a great time. <laughs> Doesn't it sound like a great time? Um, he was convinced that God had directly designed Solomon's temple, and he was haunted by its architecture calculating they would reveal insight into the creation of basically everything hmm. just by the math of it yes kind of how this he believed it was divinely made which is what people think i mean i'm not just trying to relate everything to the pyramids it's going to sound like i'm, I'm obsessed <laughs> no but it is it's similar but people take the similar um viewpoint of the pyramids and you can take the math of the circumference and everything and 
it kind of reveals the longitude and latitude. So it, that it points to something bigger. Yeah, it points to something not just the building. So I get okay, that makes For sense. Sure. So uh, basically, in the book of Daniel, uh, there was a quote that said one thousand two hundred and ninety days, but in Newton's calculations, somehow he came up with that when they said days, they meant years. Mm-hmm. In uh, in the book of Daniel. And so then he just had to figure out where the starting point was for this 1,290 years. Uh, his first try was at 609 AD, and that's when the Roman Empire ceded part of their authority to the church. Mm-hmm. Uh, adding the years to 609 results in the year 1899. So that's a time when Zionism was attracting more followers. Uh, Zionism is the movement that supports the return of the Jewish people to the Holy Land. Okay. Uh, around that time... Uh, these are the events that signaled the beginning of the Jewish Zionism and at some point to the significance of the prediction was actually fulfilled. So a lot of people believe. So was that the date he thought or is this one attempt? This is one attempt. Uh, and this is just one what correlated the that we say, hey, this is his first attempt and this is what happened during that time? Yes. Okay. And so in 1899. Yes. Basically, uh, Zionism was big about the Jewish people moving back to the Holy Land. Okay. Which was the beginning of them rebuilding Solomon's temple. Right. So, okay. Has big significance. Hmm. Uh, all right. So the second one, sorry, there's a lot of numbers here. It's okay. <laughs> I'm trying to keep track. Um, in the final chapter of Daniel had another significant number, which is 1335. So adding this to the 609 comes to 1944. Do you know what happened in 1944, Jeff? World War Two. Yes. Yeah. Roughly the end of the Second World War and the end of the Jewish Holocaust. And both events uh, precipitated the birth of Israel in 1948. So there were clues that maybe Newton was on to something. Right. It all leads towards and major he, events in history. Okay. Okay. Sorry. I'm, I'm just reeling. Continue. No, no, you're good. You're good. Uh, Interesting. So to predict the apocalypse, Newton found a phrase that was repeated in Revelation and Daniel. We're going to die? <laughs> no, this is the quote. Okay. So it would be for a time, comma, two times, comma, and half a time. And he believed that was a code. It sounds like a code. Right? Doesn't it? That, that's what intrigued me when I read it because I was like, that sounds like Say you're trying again. to tell something. Say it again. Um, it says it would be for a time, comma, two times, and half a time. Hmm. And so Newton believed that a time represented a year. So times is two years, and then half a time is half a year. Hmm. So Newton also believed that the book of Daniel was using a 360-day calendar from back then. Mm -hmm. So you ended up with 1,260 days. So that's where we're at so far on the math. Okay, Um, I'm following. It's a lot. Yeah, no, it's okay, I'm following. Uh, and this is a lot of speculation because, again, like... Yeah, this is all speculation him, from one man. <laughs> exactly. So him picking these dates, yeah. I don't know why he picked those starting dates. I'm guessing those are the only significant dates he could take from the actual paragraphs. Right. And so he felt like they were significant. Hmm. And uh, this is just how his mind spiraled into this. Uh, later in his life, he seems to have settled in the year 800 AD. And now it turns out that in the history of the church in the history of Europe, that this is a very important year. This is the year that the Pope crowns Charlemagne the king, or the emperor, of what becomes the Holy Roman Empire. Okay. So he is crowned on Christmas Day, in 800 A.D., 
And so you add those numbers up, 1,260 plus the 800, and you arrive at 2060 AD. 2060, so we got 40 years. Is that the date? Newton's year of the apocalypse, <laughs> 2060. Ah, uh, interesting. <laughs> so in our lifetimes is when he's predicting. Interesting. Which I found quite intriguing. <laughs> Super. So these were auctioned. <laughs> Super. These the were, end of the world. <laughs> so these were auctioned off. I'm assuming he had like scrolls of just. Yes. Massive amounts of research and papers that no one had seen for hundreds of years. Yeah. See, this is something you would not expect from this kind of character. No, because. Because when you think of Newton, you think of a pragmatic right. scientist that is about facts and nothing else. And so that's why a lot of people did not know this side about him. He had obsessions hmm. over things that were not obviously pragmatic and like very... Yeah. But to him, I mean, obviously the research and the numbers, that is very mathematical, that is very scientific, very to the date. So it doesn't seem like it's too off base as much of... As much as that. he believed it was, you could break it with math. Right. He believed that he was the only person that could break the code with math he must, and basically find God. He must have thought he was some, Dude. he was a big baller. Yeah, he thought he thought he was on some <laughs> other, he thought he was going to be the one to find God, basically. But, so he, he did three calculations, or three predictions? Yes, he tried, he tried on three different dates that were significant in those and chapters. So 809 AD, 1899 AD, and then 2060. So he was wrong two out of the three times so far, but on both of those di- those days before Very 2060. Very significant things that kind of lead towards what the the end of Revelation says starts the end of the world. Right. They kind of lead towards. Huh. So that's what makes it a little intriguing. And some people already believe that some of those are fulfilled because those events are so On predicted yeah. close. Yeah, so 2060, think, in our lifetime. I would, if anything, that points to how one man can be so um, uh, multiverse. It doesn't have to be, like you said, the thought of, you think of the one character in your mind of history, we kind of paint him a certain way. Sure. And then... You get um, put in the history books one certain way, and like you don't think about him as a multi-faceted like, person. person. But the, the the obsession with the Bible is particularly interesting. I wonder... I would love to discuss with him personally. Like, you know, I would love to know yeah, if he was, what yeah, brought if he that on. Back. Yeah, what brought that on? Well, I think his he thought it was his greater purpose. From what I could read, uh, it seems like his quotes and everything lean towards that. Like you said, like, it may, not his ego, but he believed he had the brain that could crack this, and he believed he would be the person to find God. Like, that's, like he believed that was his purpose. But, but yeah, but in finding, he's finding the end. He was looking for a date mathematically. That would yes. be the end of times. Mm-hmm. Interesting, man. Yeah. That's a good story. I'm glad he's, you brought this up. This is a... Uh, he's a, a pretty wild character, apparently. Yeah. And I had no idea. <laughs> yeah, I don't... I may, I've just never... Like you said, when you said the very top of this podcast, what do you know about him? I'm like, nothing outside of the yeah, bullet gravity. points. Yeah, bullet yeah. points. Um, not more, much more than that. Yes. So, so 40 years until we're <laughs> at his um, end date, that's what, he's, that's what he's suggesting. So, uh, yeah. And also, Newton later died in 1726 is when he died. Mm-hmm. And uh, people believe it was most likely mercury poisoning. So this dude was like, 
he was he was mixed up in scientific experiments, hundreds of experiments. Do you think he was murdered? I don't think he was murdered. I think uh, he just was. They also said that he went mad near the end of his life. A lot of people attribute that to mercury because what mercury does to humans. How right? did they find mercury in his blood? I don't know. Again, it's speculation. Oh, A lot of people believe okay. because of uh, in the papers that were auctioned off. Um, they believe. Do we know who won the papers? Sorry to like. Yes, there there were names. Uh, I don't have them down, but two people won the papers, and then somehow, guess where they're at right now. The guess where they ended up. Um, after like those two people died, and they got pushed on to like a public space. Where Jeff did they go? Bezos. I don't know some rich dude that just can buy the world. These papers are in Israel. Where? Do you know they where? Didn't say. They just, just said, said it ended up to a, a couple of people in Israel. Not a couple of people, but like a public place in Israel. Oh, like a museum? Yeah. Oh, okay. I would love to go see this. But what an interesting, again, Returns, just because the yeah. prophecy of him believing that Solomon's temple was going to be rebuilt there, that's where the end of the world's going to happen. He believed he knew this before he died. He believed he knew the answer. Right. And then he let the secret die with him because he was afraid of what the church would do. He also suggested that he didn't, like, this message wasn't for his generation. Yeah. He believed this was for us. Yeah, 26. That, that it would somehow us. reach us in this warning of when this would happen. Can you imagine? So this brings on a thought. So can you imagine finding that in, um, like you said, 1809 and then 1899? And you think, you, you read these um, these predictions and at that moment, it's so very relevant. Not knowing 100 years from now, us, we would be talking about this on a podcast about our own time in 2060 that these numbers supposedly mean something. Imagine Newton himself writing this paper down. Imagine you believing in your heart of hearts that you know when the world's going to end and then you not telling a soul and letting it die with you. Imagine ha- you believing you have that knowledge mm. and then keeping it to yourself. And would never you? Telling. If you knew, would you? Oh my God, I don't know. What Would you, would you tweet it? No. No, <laughs> no one would believe you, it. right? Uh, How do you create legitimacy now I, I don't for know, that kind man. of thought? I don't know. All I, all I know is that like I just can't imagine how hard that must have been to keep to himself. Um, Especially if he was obsessed. Oh, which, yeah. I mean, you have to be, obviously, if he's doing this type of... Um, this isn't just an overnight thought. This, this is obviously years it of... It became his life's work. Yes. He became this obs- was his life's work. He became of- obsessed with this in his off time. He became obsessed. So these papers show like hundreds uh, of experiments, his math, his his hmm. basically his thought process on how he broke it down. I mean, when was he born? Do we know when he was? What was his time exactly? I don't know when he was born. Um, Can you look that up actually? Because that would be really interesting, just to kind of give my frame of reference, my mind. Yes. I can't imagine being, first of all, casually. Um, discovering gravity and then also feeling like you know <laughs> the end of the world. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So he was born January fourth, sixteen forty three. Sixteen forty three. Sixteen forty three. Okay. Yes. And so he thought eight oh nine. Eight oh nine was passed then by the like his first calculate his first prediction eight oh nine was passed. All of it was passed. Yes. Except for eighteen ninety nine and twenty sixty. Right. During his lifetime. Um. Yeah. So. 
it, apparently Newton died in his sleep in London on the 20th of March, 1727. After his death, Newton's hair was examined and found to contain mercury. So probably resulting in his alchemical pursuits. Right. Uh, mercury poisoning could explain Newton's, like, him going crazy later yeah. in life. And so there are a lot of reports that he went mad near the end of his life. Um, but he's, he's the ones which, again, we know through science that you can convert metals into other things and into plastics and stuff like that. But back then it was seen as mystical of stuff that like it was impossible. Mm-hmm. And he believed it a hundred percent back then. Yeah. There's just a few characters like him that you just, you wonder about like endlessly, like they create such a environment of, um, like you said, mystery, even to now, like to think about mm-hmm. you putting myself back in that time. Sure. Same with like Einstein of these people who just, who just can sit down think about a concept for so long that they can then sorry I just hit the mic uh, <laughs> they could then like piece at, piece by piece put this together and especially for him and that's what makes this uh, it would be more unbelievable if it was from some random like you said sure. it, it's but f- who it's coming from I almost went down the rabbit hole of Nostradamus but there's so much there I oh, couldn't, see, but I couldn't th- another one of those people though you, this was the age of people like uh, predicting you, the end of the world. Like, this want, was the time. Do you think drugs were involved? I don't know. Right? Because, I mean, well, I don't know about him specifically, but I know with like Nostradamus and there was old, um, I read quite a bit, funny enough, on him and some of the uh, prophecy people. Right. Um, and what they would do was um, there's a story about some prophecy in a cave, uh, this lady, this witch, quote unquote. Hmm. But what she would do to get her prophecies would be to um, basically go in a cave, block herself in, steam up a room, mm. and like... Hallucinate. Yeah, hallucinate. Basically. So, but when, when you go to those I type mean, there's of people... A lot of, there's a lot of people that, like, again, it depends on what you believe, right? If you're... If you're it's, it's hard to say because you could say that a lot about um, just people in the past, like, right, like... Uh, prophets in the past, like even in the Bible stories about there being prophets that like could see visions. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of it could be leading back to some drug psychedelics. Induced, yeah, visions. But isn't that funny? Not funny, but isn't that kind of not sad? But okay, so like modern times. Sure. Today. Okay. If someone were to come out of the woodworks and be like, "Hey, this shit's about to happen in twenty years," give me proof. That's right. what everybody would demand. But no one. I guess it's by track record, right? Like but you people have, to, have predicted the end of the world, like throughout history. I'm not specifically talking about the end of the world, but okay. but I do believe there's some sort of. Surely, some people have tapped in. Really? Don't I mean? Wouldn't you? No, I'm I'm open. I'm just I, I just want to hear your explanation because I'm interested. Like, what do you mean? Like, well, just in? going back to this to Newton. Mm-hmm. Maybe mer. I don't know if what mercury does to someone. If uh, yeah. they're ingesting it, yeah, it's poison. But is it it's literal poison? Do we know if it's a hallucinogen, like um, hallucinogen, or does it do anything to you? As far as I know, I want to look this uh, up. Yeah, please look it up. But as far as I know, like one drop can kill you, and basically it deteriorates your brain, and like basically, like <laughs> I mean, I don't want to be too dramatic, but like it melts your brain, like. Yeah, so the inha- in, um, inhaling mercury vapor can produce harmful effects on the nerves, digestive, and immune system. Lungs and kidneys may be fatal. Mm-hmm. 
um, the corrosive to the skin, eyes, and may induce kidney, right, kidney fa- failure. Basically just death. It's poison for humans for sure. Interesting. And it's in, all ther- it's in old thermometers too. And so it's in glass vials. But literally like if a, one touched your skin, like you could die like a week later. Like Poi- a drop of it. Okay, so don't. Yes. <laughs> so in, in his obsession with both those things, the Bible and the end of the world and alchemy and trying to discover the See, philosopher's stone, which he believed in. When you say alchemy. Yes. It I, sounds mythical and not. And well, science, that right? and um, herbs, man. He had to get some herbs. <laughs> what do you right? mean? This, Her, you say alchemy. I think of different types of herbs, Jacob. Well, no, it's more. it's more <laughs> based on like turning other um like metals into gold like that was the end result but but my immediate i mean he has to have i've read enough um books about i enjoy you know we both enjoy those type of books about um 17th century 16th century whatever sure um where they're drinking mead or you know (laughs) doing alchemy and there's witches and magic so i can only imagine if he actually was it just it makes me think yeah um what type of Obviously, when he's doing math, it's not an hallucinogen, but uh, his other pursuits. But it's what made him an eccentric to, guy. But they have to culminate into something. You don't get one without the other. You're not going to get gravity, obviously, without his other pursuits, right? Sure. So that's what I'm interested in: is how does his other pieces of himself influence, um, like the prediction of the end of the world, right? right? So for me, for me, what makes this interesting too is. Um, something I've always been fascinated by, which is when you take people that with extraordinary abilities uh, and minds and like amazing thinkers, there's always a give and a take mm-hmm. with people. And so it's like with great minds like this, there's always a darker side that like with things that aren't as rational, with things that aren't as great, like almost as an equal. Yeah. To me, it's always balanced. So it's always um, well, I feel fascinating like- to me the person like the fact that he was so eccentric about other things but yet he was the one with the forethought and able to you know figure out gravity and how the world works and how physics work yeah uh in his own and all of our realities and and can be proven today on a daily basis which is what science is it's just basically theories being proved over and over and over Mm. um so it just that that's always fascinating me is more of the human side of it, that, that there's always a give and a take. When pe- someone's a genius, I always feel like there's something well, that's taken. W- that's why I, I was area. bringing up the whole alchemy and just every all of his pursuits matter to me and the end goal of what he's able to do. Uh, if, like, you're, like you're saying, with any great quote-unquote person, mm-hmm. like uh, you're not sacrificing other areas, but if you're diving into all of one or two, three areas, you're probably going to have a, a couple screws loose you know right. so is it um, funny how geniuses like how that line is so thin mm-hmm. that's that's what's always amazed me yeah that line is always so thin well that's a really good that's a really good stopping point you want to take a break and we'll uh, come back sure thing that was a great break all right we're back wow i just <laughs> this is quickly as we left we're yeah like- <laughs> <laughs> um before, well, let's just go ahead and jump back into Newton. Yeah. Um, because I just found an article that was pretty interesting. Um, a little bit more about his alchemy that we were talking yeah, about earlier. Yeah, definitely. Um, so supposedly, um, Newton kept his alchemic um, recipes deliberately confusing 
So we guess we found some book like of his. coded? Mm-hmm. Ah. Um, which is always a sign of, hey, I don't want you to figure out what I'm doing here or... Why wouldn't you want to know the... Yeah. Maybe he wants to make it difficult if you have something good, which he believed he did. Obviously, it says here um, his recipe for a philosopher's stone that supposedly multiplied gold contained ingredients like fiery dragons, doves of doves of Diana, or eagles of Mercury. Mm. So I don't know what any of those three things are. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, it said are those uh, measurements. I don't know. Eagles of, me- of Mercury is that um, a measurement? They're, no, they're uh, uh, ingredients. Sure, that's interesting. Okay, yeah, keep going. Um, says Newton saw alchemy as just another way to understand the universe, right? Um, he was convinced that a true God is present everywhere, not only in spiritual form, but also in substance. Thus, there has to be some sort of divine matter, some fundamental part of matter that would allow the transformation from everything into everything. And for, uh, for Newton, the study of alchemy was as important and serious as um, for him as science. So he literally believed that uh, every matter could be turned into another piece of matter if you unlocked the right code, right. basically. Which obviously led his alchemy um, studies. Wow. This this man. Yeah, he's a character. What a, what an enigma. <laughs> and they, they categorize Newton as a strange and awkward chap from the very beginning. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, to be that kind of genius, you kind of have to be. Uh, that's that's really interesting, but that's a that's an interesting take on all things. But man, that makes me instantly think of Harry Potter. <laughs> he wrote a diary at nineteen, contained many entries typical for a young man his age, admitting he was guilty of peevishness with his mother, um, but also lines about wishing death and hoping it to some, and threatening my father and mother Smith to burn them and the house over them. Wow! So <laughs> he, he wished murder on his because uh, he's talking about a stepfather, right? Uh, yeah, because his father died before he was born. Right. Um, wow. So rough childhood. Uh huh. Boy genius. Um, angsty. Yeah. Nineteen-year-old Newton wrote some horrible things in his book. In his diary. Um, <laughs> Under his pillow. He sacrificed more than most in the search for ultimate truth. Right from the beginning, Isaac Newton ticked all the boxes as a mad professor. Which yeah. I mean, which I, I think that's awesome. Yeah, I think it's a pretty in a powerful. Weird way. If if I was gonna be an alchemist, I mean, hell yeah, I'd want to be. Dude, you want to you want to go out as like a mad magician? Yeah, why not? Yeah, who wouldn't want to be that? I also read uh, that he literally, uh, how he even got into math in the first place was, he opened up a math book, and did not understand. Well, and, yeah, and, yeah, no, but like he opened up a, a basic math book and did not understand math at all, and then he decided to teach himself from books from, uh, like college books. He taught himself all of it, math, history, everything from these books. And because apparently Cambridge was closed because of the Black Plague <laughs> for a couple of years. So <laughs> casual. casual. Can't go to college today, mom. Hey, we're kind of in that kind of situation. I know, right? Now, we're right? Ca- uh, that's why I laughed so much was like, dang. You can't go to college today, mom. The next Isaac Newton is saying the you same tell thing. Tell me there's some mad scientist out there right now going, dang it. Yeah, there probably there literally is right now. There's someone who can't go to school yeah. and is has, having to teach themselves. Okay, not to get too off subjects, but I want to go on the topic of geniuses. Like, uh, I know there's like a certain percentage, but I wonder like when is the next genius like that born? Mm-hmm. Like, is are they common? I don't think so, personally. 
I, th- I as in I think our institution is set up to um you don't get that many or they're in fields that have to be propri- proprietary to money making like right. everyone's based on a money system not saying Isaac Newton wasn't um uh, in some sort of system himself right to, to have to make money somehow but I feel like um in the way we are today it's set up where our greatest minds go to Google they go to coding for you know, they'd go in different areas that have to be right. It's a completely part different of a world conglomerate. Now. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So it it makes sense. I just wonder. Um, we need more because I feel like. there are there are people that have registered like as high or higher IQs than like Einstein mm-hmm. born. Uh, and well, it makes me think about the technology that we have now too, right? So like back then you did just have books and you had your mind and you had people to bounce it off of, but it was you and you figuring something out. Now, again, it goes back to, like I was saying, I feel like the system that we're in, um, it, we're just reliant on everything, not saying that we don't have smart, we have incredibly smart people, smarter than me and you were, will yeah. ever be, but I, but they're, um, they're hired and they're put in a system to work for someone else and push a certain direction with that IQ. There's just not very many that has a platform to be able to spend their whole life dedicating just to that subject. Right. I, I, I maybe I'm wrong here, but it feels I don't like, know. I feel like a lot of geniuses or people with high IQs do kind of choose one, narrow it down to one field and kind of spend their, like dedicate their life to certain subjects. But I just wonder if it's, I wonder if it is the environment. What is the world? Like, mm-hmm. um, be, because to transcend genius, like again, to transcend in nowadays, like with all of our technology and all the stuff we do have, I wonder if it's just a lot harder because I mean, if yeah. anything, it should be easier. You think so? If anything, if, if anything we can type in a computer, I can type in Google two plus two. Right. I mean, not that that is going to give me more than I didn't have that I couldn't do in my mind 10 years ago. But if anything, the next genius is going to be able to use technology so well, that's what's going to get them um, to be the next um, breakthrough. Right. I, to me, it's going to be the culmination of you're not just going to it's the old school thought of, well, we don't do it like the use. So you have to go off in the middle of nowhere. You have to read a ton of books or you know, whatever, dedicate yourself sure. for 10 years. I, I think our environment has to be, um, like you have to be a student of technology to be able to be the next Einstein. You have to be in today's world to get, like you have to break it. No. Yeah. I believe that. So I, I just, that. I'm curious. I don't know. I, I, I have just, no clue. I just wonder if there's like, there, you would think statistically that there is there's a kid born right now that we don't know about that is that level. Well, there's a kid right now, supposedly by the odds, that is going to live past 200. That's already born. Yeah. Um, did you see that? There's a uh, I don't know who did it, but there's some sort of odds. You know, we're just playing the numbers game that basically one in so many billions of people is going to be past live uh, like a certain. Um, live to a certain age range. Sure. And that they've already been born supposedly. So Really? Could be you, could be me. I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> Not with the I way just, you're <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Not with what I eat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't know, man. Dude, that's all genetics, man. Not to go off on a whole tangent cuz I think we are kind of going to a different place. That's okay. But that is le- legit genetics. You think you, c- you think 
what you're giving your body is not going to affect how long no, you live? No, I, I do believe that. But I also believe in the power of your makeup doing this. There is a lady that lived to be... got. I want, I want to be correct. Like 110. Yeah, but like 120. Dr. Something, yeah. yeah, Dr. Pepper's every day. Swore by it. Every single day she drank like two Cokes. Huh. And that was her like interview on the news was like, hey, uh, you want to live to be 120? Drink a Coke. Everybody tells you that's killing you. Yeah. Every doctor would tell you that that's <laughs> poison. You're poisoning yourself. Yeah. And that works. Mm. There's also been people that like talk about butter. People tell you that fat, too much fat. Uh, a person talked about this is unhealthy. List. You're talking about people that are living that long that have smoked their entire life. Right. Like it makes no sense. There's a lot Some of but- factors go in. I think food is definitely a large factor. Exercise. Sure. On, Jake, you got to exercise. I, look, I, I agree with you, but I also think there's a huge chunk factor that is literally your makeup. Yeah. I think it's literally how your DNA is sequenced that pushes you or leans you towards that. But you're not going to know. Like, I'm not going to know until I'm 89 and, oh, wait, all this caught up to me. You know, I'm not going to know until I'm 120 and go, oh, this didn't affect me at all. (laughs) You know, like, I'm not going to know until I reach that point. So you either live like you're affecting it or not. And you point to, like, Japan having the longest... uh, Lifespan. Lifespans. Yeah. And them living forever due to their, uh, you know, their diet of the sea, like a lot of sea life and stuff like that. And a lot of, like, lean... Yeah. Fish. You know what I mean? Like there's there's a lot of indications that food is such an important part for it. Yeah. But I do find it hilarious. Every time I see in an interview and there's some old, there is always a some weird old bag that's yeah. like talking about how they do this unhealthy thing and they've been doing it for a hundred and ten years. And you're yeah. like, dude, I'm gonna die at seventy and I might be a vegan. I might like yeah, you know, you eat might. the best. Yeah. And I might not get there. How old did Newton Isaac Newton live? Do we know how old? Um, uh, you said the date earlier, but I didn't uh, register how old he was when he died. Yeah, let me died in let a me sleep, so he had to be old. Well, no, his mercury poison. Never mind. But um, just to kind of turn us back around here to get back to the yes, good old Isaac <laughs> Newton. <laughs> I'm looking it up. Okay, so oh, he was 84 years old. Okay, so he lived to 84, and he had mer- mercury poison. Pair, so that was I supposedly. Mean, yeah, everyone's going to go mercury. crazy. And he yeah. died in his sleep, so you don't know. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. Well. Crazy. Well, that's been a good story, Jake. I, that's a really good um, good one to bring in. We it's went good. down the rabbit hole a little bit, but I like that. I like the discussion on it because, yeah, when you start breaking down the person as a man, like as a real human being, yeah, that's when your viewpoint on him kind of starts shifting instead of just a character. Well, now I told. imagine an 83-year-old mad scientist who yeah. believed he crazy predicted the end of the world three times and oh just so happened to discover gravity um right. obsessed with the bible hit away papers yeah i kind of want to see those papers now or yeah figure out where they're at you said they're in israel but i want to go i'm sure uh, there's like online Google. photos and stuff you could look up i would love to like actually look into that but actually to visit them would be interesting that would be really interesting yeah such well, a historical figure um Thank you guys for listening. Uh, if you want to kind of wrap this up now, for um, sure. make sure to give us a five star or four star rating. <laughs> uh, You're going to take a any, four star? Any rating would be appreciated. Five, five stars where it's at, man. Five um, star. If you like what you hear, we're going to be doing 
um, pot. We're going to be doing episodes every Sunday. That's right. And we're planning, we're saying this skeptically, we're going to try to do tentatively, some yes. tentatively uh, short stories, um, maybe little bits of 10 the minutes. Of week. Yeah, maybe like a Wednesday. Um, yeah, just cool little stories that pop up that uh, wouldn't take like an hour to discuss, but something really cool that can just like inject into your day, like a 10, 15 minute story. Yeah. We just thought it'd be really cool to introduce that. It's uh, what I need. So yeah. <laughs> if I can find something and then just kind of learn, like just have a little cool fact, like a little short, cool fact. Yeah. That'd be fun. But yeah, absolutely. And uh, follow us. We have social medias up now. So go follow us on Twitter. I will respond. We're hip. We're hip. We're cool. Um, <laughs> we have a Facebook page. <laughs> we have everything. So if you want to go follow us, we'd really appreciate it. And thank you guys so much for listening. Yeah. We're really trying to give this, um, we're giving this a go. So That's right. thank you for um, taking the time to listen. If you made it this far on our third episode, that's pretty great. So yeah, you're the best. All right. Bye. Bye.